Welcome to Sparkplug, where we talk to smart people working at the intersection of business and technology. Brought to you by Snowshoe, making mobile locations smarter. Jamie Gerke is a Senior Director of Business Development at Merkel, one of the world's leading customer experience management companies. The team at Merkel covers the gamut of brands' interactions with consumers from marketing to product development to positioning, placement, pricing, and analysis of consumer behavior. So welcome to Sparkplug, Jamie. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, thank you for being here. We're so excited to talk with you. Uh, Jamie, let me start by asking you to introduce yourself and share with us a little bit about your long career at Merkel. Sure. So I've, I've been here for 13 years and I started here as an account coordinator when we were ePrize. <laughs> and then a handful of years later, we changed our name to Hello World. And now, you know, we were recently acquired by Merkel. So we're the promotions and loyalty service line of Merkel. And, you know, like I said, I started my career here as an account coordinator recently out of college. And, you know, I've, I've loved working here, right? I think being a part of this organization is fantastic. We work with amazing brands and I've just worked really hard to kind of be, you know, a senior account director and owning my own business here at Merkel. Good for you. That's an incredible career so far. And so Merkel does a lot of great work in loyalty. Can you tell us what really matters in a loyalty solution? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that matters is making sure that we're working in collaboration with our partners, right? That we're creating these experiences that are really going to drive brand loyalty and help them achieve their goals and objectives, right? What are those things that are really keeping them up at night? And how do we take our solutions and help them create these great consumer experiences that are going to build brand loyalty? And you no, know, for me personally, I think, you know, we really want our clients to look at Merkle as a partner, right? We're not just another vendor um, that they're working with. We really want to be an extension of their core team and, you know, a team that they can wholeheartedly trust, right, with their with their business and, and, and helping them succeed. Well, it seems like the market really agrees because Forrester recently came out with a report in 2021 and Merkel was picked as one of the top 14 that matter, was listed as a top five leader in loyalty solutions. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're super excited um, on our team. Um, you know, this is our first time that Merkel has been really named a leader in loyalty and, and being recognized for our, our loyalty experience, you know, vision and, you know, the highest score in strategy. It's something that we're, we're really proud of for sure. That's really amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Actually, one of the points in the Forrester report is that analytics and automation are really the future of loyalty. And I'm curious if you agree with that assessment, or do you think that's an overstatement of um, these two key areas in loyalty? You know, I, I will agree. I think, you know, anytime we partner with our clients, right, they they don't just do these programs because they just feel like doing them, right? It's it's what are what type of ROI are they going to get out of these programs and what type of analytics are they going to receive from their consumers, right? How many people are going to engage in the program? How often are they coming back? Where are they coming from? Are they sharing the program <laughs> with friends and family members, right? So, you know, we take into consideration all of those analytics. You know, we have a real-time um, dashboard that consumers can log into 24 hours a day, seven days a week to see how their programs are performing. You know, we have an amazing data and insights team that can help us with measurement plans and projections. And so, you know, again, 
we love creating these amazing experiences for consumers to engage with. But at the end of the day, it's what is the, you know, the outcome for the, our partners and what are they going to get out of the program? Well, speaking of trends and uh, engaging experiences, gamification is something that has been hot for quite a while. I mean, going all the way back to things like Pokemon Go. How does um, gamification work in business engagement with consumers? And are you seeing this trend increase? No, I think in the past, you know, uh, clients used to think of promotions and, and loyalty and gamification as these like short term strategies, right, to just drive sales. But I think now what we're seeing is a shift in that the best marketers are really reconsidering them and tying them into their larger larger digital and, and data transformation. So one of the biggest um, trends that I think we are seeing is our engagement hub solution. And the engagement hub really combines a variety of promotion activities into what I like to call a digital community, right? And it's really focused on motivating a consumer over time. So Part of this digital community will be a variety of activities and behaviors that are important for the brand. So having consumers answer survey questions, right, to gather more first-party data, watching an educational video, sharing the content socially, right? Each time they are completing these activities or behaviors, we reward them, right, with incremental chances to win. And we invite consumers to spend time with a brand by coming back multiple times, Um and really kind of creating these high value tasks. You know, one of my favorite experiences that we did as far as an engagement hub goes is uh, one that we did in partnership with Royal Caribbean. And we developed a, an engagement hub that was really focused on the launch of a new ship. So, you know, how do you get consumers to book a trip, right, on a ship they've never been on? So we created in partnership with them an experience that was like an interactive ship tour. It unlocked new neighborhoods each month to diff, you know, showcase different parts of the ship so participants can come back. And they actually came back on average 5.5 times to explore the different neighborhoods and find out more about them and, and entering for the chance to win. And you know, we also collected personalized preference data during the experience. So then that way, the Royal Caribbean could actually start sending out more personalized and relevant information and follow-ups to those consumers. And, you know, typically we aren't able to share metrics, but Royal Caribbean actually won a couple of, of awards for this program. And, and in the end, the engagement hub actually drove a 30% lift in email addresses added to their database. Yeah. And a 57% lift in new consumers. So it drove great success for them too, which was really exciting. Wow. That, yeah, that's huge. And actually, I was going to ask you about uh, another trend, which you just mentioned, which is personalization. Can you give us some other examples of what personalization looks like for both vendors and for consumers? With loyalty programs absolutely provide an amazing long-term solution to not only collect purchase data, right? I think when we first started doing loyalty programs, it was purchase this, get a code, right? Get a point, redeem that point for prizes. It's, it's taken such a shift in that obviously purchase-based data is super important, but it's also collecting that first-party data about who that consumer is, right? Even basic information like your name, your email address, your age, where you live. And, and you know, we collect this behavioral information through things like an engagement hub or a loyalty program or gamification experience to help create these unique identity graphs, right? So, you know, marketers and advertisers can view loyalty as really critical pieces to 
creating this identity management solution. And the reason for this is because these solutions, you know, developed, we, we develop them to provide consumers with engaging experiences that reward them, but make it personal to them, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we're creating these, these one-to-one conversations because once a brand has gained that first party data through a loyalty program or a promotion, you know, the brand then is able to deliver those more unique and differentiated experiences based on who that person is, right? What chapter of life they're in, who they are, and having, like I said before, kind of that more one-to-one conversation with them. Right. Well, to make that conversation really personalized, you need to collect data for it, correct? Correct. Data has been collected by marketers through the past century, at least. Um, But, you know, data is now changing after the GDPR in Europe and then Vermont's data broker registration laws. Uh, This makes collecting third-party data difficult for some marketers to use. So some people are starting to use zero-party data and really emphasize that. Just to distinguish the two, first-party data is data about the consumer that the consumer may not know is being shared, such as like GPS, et cetera. And zero-party data is data that is data shared intentionally by the consumer. Is that correct? Yep, I I would agree with you. Okay, how are these two types of data used differently by Merkel and your partners? You know, I think with promotions and loyalty, you know, we're typically capturing, like I said before, email, name, age. And the great thing is, is that it's the consumer themselves giving it to you, right? It's Mm -hmm. not a brand getting it through a third party, right? Because obviously we're going to see the deprecation of that third party cookie here pretty soon. But it's the consumer themselves that are deciding, yes, I want to engage with you, brand. And yes, I want to give you my data. And they're providing key information about themselves. And we collect that through, um, you know, either things like surveys or poll questions. And that's what allows our partners to begin those more personalized, deeper identity graphs and, you know, begin to start to segment their CRM outreaches based on who they are, right? So, for instance, you know, a travel brand may want to know that I'm Jamie Gerke, right? I'm 37, who's married and has three kids. Her preferences are warm locations and potentially taking her kids to Disney in the next, you know, <laughs> six to 12 months, right? So if this travel brand knows that about me, then instead of just sending me mass communications about any property that they have, it allows them to start sending me more targeted information about their properties around Disney or maybe special offers or discounts to book early. The first party data is key for brands to start having those more personalized and relevant conversations with their consumers. So Jamie, I want to talk about measuring human behavior. Why is measuring human behavior a good thing and what tools would you recommend for understanding and evaluating uh, behavior? When we work with our partners, we kind of ask them first, like, what are your goals and objectives, right? Like, what are you trying to get your consumers to do? What are you trying to motivate them? Is it, you know, driving them into a retail location? Is it getting them to give you their email address? And so what we do is we try to develop our solutions around what those key behaviors are that a brand wants them to do, right? So if it's driving them in store or driving them to a channel that maybe they're not used to being, you know, engaging with, right? Like maybe I'm a fan of a brand, but I don't follow them on social. We'll, we'll, we'll add enhancements to our loyalty programs, our gamification experiences 
to motivate that behavior. So maybe we do like um, what we call like a secret word where we, you know, the brand says, okay, every week we're going to post a secret word on our social channel and, you know, make sure to follow us because if you do, you're going to be able to find that secret word and enter it into the loyalty program or gamification experience for more chances to win, right? So it's motivating that behavior that a brand wants them to do that they may not be as used to doing. And as we look at the loyalty space, a number of different companies have flourished in this space and and over time, companies have been acquired. I know that you mentioned Hello World was acquired by Merkle in 2018. What other acquisitions or consolidations do you see happening? You know, it's it's been a wild ride over here, right? Like I said, we started as ePrize and we really were just focused on promotions, right? Like sweepstakes, instant win, chances to win. Um, and, but we saw the market changing, right? We, we knew that we had to grow ourselves and the solutions that we had for our brands. Otherwise, we would be one of those ones that probably fell to the, way, <laughs> to the wayside, which we didn't want to do. So we started to acquire... You know, we acquired mobile companies, we acquired, um, started to extend our partnerships a lot. And then we rebranded ourselves to Hello World. And then Hello World was purchased by Merkle about four years ago um, in January of, of 2018. And, and we've really worked to kind of continue to build and integrate our loyalty solutions. Um, and it's been a great partnership, to be honest, with, with Merkle. You know, we've really been able to um, you know, some of the times we've had brands overlap where, you know, Hello World had brands that Merkle worked with and Merkle had brands that Hello World worked with. And then we also had, you know, brands that Merkle never worked with and they had brands that we never worked with. So it's been a great partnership in all honesty. Um, and we've we've really had a great um, acquisition between ourselves and, and Merkle. And, you know, we're excited to continue to grow our loyalty program, um, you know, and our loyalty platform, which we call Loyalty Plus. Um, and we're, you know, it's been a really great um, acquisition so far. That's great to hear. So I'm guessing this past year looked a little different for you. <laughs> <laughs> as it did for everybody, right? <laughs> as, it did, as it did for everybody. And um, just uh, curious to, uh, to talk about how loyalty programs engaged with consumers throughout COVID. Obviously, many things were canceled changed, put on hold? Um, what were the hurdles you ran into and what were some of the successes? Uh, you know, being in marketing during COVID has been very interesting and, and truly, honestly, a, a learning experience, I think, for everybody. Um, you know, you have consumers who are being forced to work from home while still taking care of children um, who are at home too, right? And you know, we had very limited human contact or social, in, in, you know, interaction, and it left some of us feeling really isolated. And, um, you know, so then it's like, okay, how does a brand help with these challenges and and continue to engage with their consumers in, in meaningful ways? And, you know, in partnering with our clients, we really had to shift our focus and make sure that our programs help continue to create connections. So I think for me personally, too, like that was the hardest part. It's like, okay, like, I'm at home and I'm not being able to go out and connect with people or go to the store like I, I normally do. So we would help brands with things like creating virtual hangouts or fun digital experiences that were being considerate of social distancing or travel restrictions. Um, you know, we work to reinforce, you know, habits or, you know, create new ones at home. Um, and finally, we really looked to find ways to help create experiences that promoted kind of that sense of calm or well-being 
and and how to give back and share in the community. And one of my you know favorite examples for the the community aspect of it was we did a program in partnership with American Girl. And American Girl Dolls said, hey, like, we know that there are so many local heroes out there that are doing everything that they can to keep your community safe. We'd like you to nominate your favorite local hero. And so people would write in, they submitted photos. Um, and then what American Girl did is they took the, the nominations, um, judged them, and the top winners actually got American Girl Dolls created to look just like them which I just thought was so fun. And it's, you know, it's, we probably would have done something like that without COVID. And it was just such a good, just such a good feel good type of experience, right? Like making sure that our, our hometown local heroes felt, you know, thanked and, and cared for. I thought it was such a fun program. Well, Snowshoe has also really pivoted and done a lot of interesting work during COVID to help our customers. Merkel's partnership with Snowshoe has been really important for, for our joint customers. So I'm curious if you could describe what Merkel has done with Snowshoe in a nutshell and um, describe what you see moving forward. You know, we absolutely cannot say enough about Snowshoe and the partnership that we have with you and how you help our partners as well. You know, I know for me personally, I work on a travel brand with you and the snowshoe functionality has really taken, you know, their, their business to the next level, right? They're seeing way more engagement with consumers, um, you know, going to the concierge service and starting to learn more about um, the property and, and booking tours. And, you know, they, they wouldn't have been able to do that without the snowshoe functionality, right? It's a it's a very seamless experience, touchless, right? You just hold your phone, you get your win or lose message. It's it's been fantastic for our for our partners, and we're looking really forward to expanding our relationship. Um, we just recently had a meeting a couple of weeks ago that you know you guys have some new capabilities as well, um, and the team is really excited to start kind of brainstorming ways that we can start integrating that more into into our solutions. Thanks for your kind words. We're looking forward as well to future engagements with Merkel. I assume we can't yet share those exciting metrics from our successful engagements right now. Not for public consumption just yet, my friend. Hopefully <laughs> soon. <laughs> Hopefully one day soon. <laughs> Thanks much. No problem. So with all of these changes happening over this past year and uh, retailers and loyalty programs figuring out how to continue to engage customers during COVID, which trends do you think will continue after the pandemic and how will that play into retail coming back? And do you think people are going to be craving in-person interactions after last year? Um, absolutely. Uh, craving <laughs> interactions for sure. I think, you know, in a post-pandemic world, getting getting closer to consumers, I think, is, is more important than ever, right? Consumers have been forced to really change behaviors and they've been forced to change brands, right? And I think the real challenge is that many brands were kind of blind, like before COVID of like, oh yeah, we're close to our consumers. We know a lot about them. And then COVID hit and they're like, oh shoot, like I actually don't know as much as I thought I did, right? Like I need to know more about who these people are and and where they are in their purchase journey and, and what's motivating their purchases. And the other trend that I think we've personally seen a really big shift on is pricing and rewards. Right. So pre-COVID, brands love to give away trips, right? In these more experiential 
experiences that people couldn't just go, go and go to the store and pay for, right? Like, oh, you get an experience to go to the Grammys or you get, you know, VIP treatment at a salon. Like we really had to like stop and think of like, okay, what are rewards that are still going to be thoughtful and meaningful, especially with the COVID guidelines? Um, so brands, you know, that were giving away trips when COVID hit started to do things like extend the time someone had to take a trip or some even offered cash alternatives if people weren't comfortable traveling, right? We really had to think strategically on, gosh, this new post-COVID life, like what type of rewards are people going to want and what are they going to feel comfortable with? And one of the other things that we've kind of seen a new shift in, we used to do it quite a bit, then it kind of took a pause. And I think after COVID, it's kind of taken off again is, is having prizes that support charity foundations, right? So, you know, for example, you know, X brand will donate a dollar for every consumer who registers or engages in the experience. And it's really, you know, giving consumers that feeling of doing something good in, in a super challenging time. So right now we're on the cusp of maybe retail coming back, events coming back, travel coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, what signs have you seen in the loyalty industry of kind of the, the tide turning? To be honest, we are busier than ever, my friend, which is so nice to see. I think, you know, not only are our brands getting more comfortable with going back out into market, you know, a lot of brands kind of took a pause on marketing and just kind of just seeing how things, you know, transgressed, but, you know, we, we're definitely seeing more brands. And I think one of the trends that we're also seeing is like the summer of travel, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So we've all been holed up for so long that lots of brands are like, we know people are ready to get on the road. You know, what are people excited about? How can we give them trips, but trips that are safe? Um, And so we've definitely been seeing, seeing more of that, of this like summer of travel, I think is probably the biggest trend that we've seen most recently, which is exciting because I know lots of people are ready to hit the road. That's for sure. Well, that's great to hear that you and your clients are busy right now. (laughs) Yes. We're, we're so excited to kind of, and I hate to say it, but be back. Right. Um, It's just, it's been a, it's been a challenging year for everybody, you know, work and professionally and um, personally. So I'm just so thankful that we're, we see a light at the end of the tunnel. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Jamie, we have one last question for you and that is what is your personal mission and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, honestly for me professionally, um, it's about being a great partner for my clients, right? I want them to think of me as someone that they can go to, who they trust, that they know that I'm not going to just sell them something to sell them something, right? I'm here to help grow their business, drive success. And and like I said before, I want to help them sleep better at night, right? Like I don't want them up worried about, you know, how am I going to, you know, grow my email database or how do I drive sales, right? Like working together to make sure that they have a wonderful experience with Merkel, again, as a trusted partner and not just another vendor. You know, and I, like I said, I've been here for 13 years. And one of my favorite things is seeing our programs in market, right? Like if I'm in the grocery store and I see someone pick up a box of cereal and they're like, oh, this looks so cool, right? Like just seeing, being able to see consumers engage in our experiences and and having a great experience with our brands is something that keeps me ticking, keeps me going for sure. 
Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jamie. Really appreciated the conversation and all of your insights. Oh, it was my pleasure. I was happy to do it. And I'm thankful for you guys asking me to be a part of this podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening today to the Spark Plug Podcast, hosted by me, Ned Hayes, and brought to you by Snowshoe, snow.sh, for smarter mobile locations. Spark Plug is a wholly owned property of Snowshoe. All content, copyright, 2021, Spark Plug Media.